Welcome to Charting the Course, a podcast from Full Sail Capital. We're a registered investment advisory firm committed to helping clients grow and manage generational wealth. We do this by focusing on integrity, competency, and transparency each and every day. No matter where you find yourself on the investing journey, our hope is that these conversations, stories, and interviews can empower and equip all investors with fresh insight and perspective on the capital markets. Thank you so much for joining us, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. This week, we're bringing you another At The Helm episode featuring Lauren Warkentine. She's the founder and CEO of William & Lauren Co. This is a company that was founded on the belief that how you feel affects how you show up. Their mission is to provide custom clothing for both men and women that captures their personality and unleashes their confidence. We are so grateful for Lauren and the time she spent that she carved out of her busy schedule to sit down with us and encourage other entrepreneurs, other people that are out there thinking about starting a business. Lauren really dives into how she got started and what her story looked like and challenges she faced. I was joined in studio by Scott Cravens and Catherine Van Landingham. They helped facilitate this conversation. Both of these two individuals have known Lauren for quite some time. And actually, Lauren's become a very close friend of the Full Cell family. So we are extremely grateful for her. And she absolutely does make us look a whole lot better. So Lauren, we appreciate you coming on. A couple of things you're going to see in the show notes. One, I'm going to provide a link to Lauren's website, williamandlauren.com. Go check her out. You'll, you'll learn a lot more about her and her team and what they can do. The other thing I'm going to create a link to is actually a previous podcast that was part of our Stewarding Generational Wealth series back in January of 2022. And we actually sat down with Lauren and her parents, Roger and Carol, and they told their story. Um, so if you missed any of that, go back and listen to it. You can get a really good idea of just the quality type of people that, that Lauren was raised by and her parents. Uh, so incredible story. Very interesting. Go back and listen to that. So I hope you all have a wonderful rest of the week. Hope you enjoy our conversation today. There's anything we can do for you, as always, please let us know. Lauren, thank you for joining us down here in the Full Sail Capital Studio. Yeah, we are thrilled to have you with us. Scott, Catherine, thank you for the time. Catherine, I'm going to have you do a deeper introduction on our guest. You have known Lauren for quite some time, and uh, you were the one that recommended her for the interview. So Lauren, if you are uncomfortable being here, it is Catherine's fault. But I'll let Catherine introduce you and give some backstory on you. She is starting to squirm in her seat just a little, but no. I have known Lauren now for seven, no. Five years? Seven years? It's been a long time. I first met Lauren on the Second Century board, and we were working together for the Born and Brewed event and became fast friends through that. And then Miss Bailey Gordon as well, who's been featured on this podcast as well, kind of became a trio there. And both of them are entrepreneurs, and I love their spirit and their hard work. And I be quickly became cheerleaders for both of them. Watching Lauren from the beginning of starting this to where she is now has just truly been thrilling for me and I'm yeah. not even a well technically I'm a side part of this because I call myself a marketing cheerleader on the side but um you know just watching it expand and the growth and how far she's come and I know the potential that it still has has just been fascinating absolutely Scott you want to add anything you've gotten to know Lauren now over the past few years yeah so Catherine introduced Lauren and I and we became friends and uh, I would just say that it's been a ton of fun as Catherine said to watch Lauren on her own entrepreneurial journey she comes from a, a history of entrepreneurs which uh, I think, Tyler, you were there when we recorded a previous podcast with, with Lauren, and I'll let you mention that, but watching her expand William and Lauren and watching the growth and the success she's had and how hard she's worked to put it together uh, has been amazing, and it's been fun to try to support her through that process and encourage her through that process, and um, she's done an amazing job. She's come a long way, so it's exciting to have her here, and to hear this story, I think people will really enjoy it. 
Thankfully, now all of Full Sail looks better because we do all wear William and Lauren. We are. We are. are as we are recording, we are all sitting in our William and Lauren <laughs> for a William and Lauren uh, recording day. Well, thank you both for, for helping introduce uh, our guests. Lauren, I'm going to kick it to you. Why don't you give us a brief background on, on you, who you are, a little bit of history. Again, like Scott mentioned, and I've referenced in the intro, your family sat down with us as part of our generational podcast series. So if you, if anybody missed that, go back and listen to it. It was fantastic, but very good. Uh, Lauren, thank you for being here. Just, uh, you might give us a little bit of background on you and, uh, and we'll go from there. Absolutely. First, thank you for having me and thank you guys for all the support through the last few years. Always fun to be in the full cell podcast studio. Uh, yeah, just a brief background. Obviously the podcast gives more, way more depth and you can hear some famous Roger Warkentine stories. Oh yeah. Um, Papa Rogers got the best one. They're the best. Shout out for him. Uh, but yeah, so my background, uh, Scott mentioned, grew up um, in an entrepreneurial family. I don't think I realized it, but um, as I got older, so family had a pharmacy software business. Grew up here in Oklahoma City after college. Went to work for my parents in sales. I had worked for them really through high school and summers, college. I mean, yeah. growing up in the business. So went had my first what I call big girl job, my first official job. Funny story, actually, the very first day, obviously, I knew the, I knew my boss, I knew the owners, and I said that my very first day of the job, I sat in the chair of what would be my office for, I think, like an hour and a half until someone found me, and I had, like, really sweaty armpits, and I was, I was so nervous, <laughs> and I was like, you're gonna be okay, and I'd worked there part-time for years, but anyway, so. Oh, that's it. awesome. But first, you can edit that out if you want. No, no way. <laughs> um, so, yeah, started my career there, um, was with that journey for about nine years. Okay. Um, yeah. Parents had sold about two and a half. I, they sold the business in 2016. I stayed for about two and a half years after that, um, and then started my own journey with William and Lauren. Okay. So, let's get into the William and Lauren, because that's why we're here. Your business, your, your baby. The idea behind the formation what kind of piqued your interest? Have you always had a kind of passion for fashion? I did not, I did not intend <laughs> for that there. to rhyme. The harp for hearing fashion for passion. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Slipped it hey, right in there. I see that. I can see Tyler's screen from here and I can see it. It's on a script. He wrote that down like three nights ago. Oh my God. Yeah. I've waiting. been, I've been waiting for it to say that. <laughs> Ready to drop it at any moment. Pun intended. But, but really what did kind of give you that first interest into the business? And then we can get into the name and, and really what you do now. Cause you've clearly expanded into more than just uh, the yeah. suit world. So yeah. yeah, it's a great question. So first the magic question, I did not grow up with an interest in fashion. Uh, did not grow up sewing i actually was the only female in the family that could not sew for most of my life That's my not sister just, is the real seamstress that really doesn't surprise me yeah doesn't it's fair so um if you would have asked me if i would ever work in clothing i would have said you're out of your mind but here we are so the real i guess the trigger i have always had well embarrassing so i think i said this on the last podcast but i had some vending machines and had kind of always had like small businesses quote unquote air quote businesses um as a kid so i think i was naturally actually stop sharing but I always would see things that were connected and come up with ideas of like oh I could do this business or this or you could create this idea but I never acted on any of them because it was just fun that's just the way my mind works and with William and Lauren it was really a two-part trigger so started first when I was in college I actually traveled to Asia um, with study abroad through I guess, the University of Oklahoma that had a architecture some sure. random hey we're going to Asia for two weeks and so while on the trip all the guys basically went, got custom suits, 
super affordable, good quality. They delivered them to the hotel and the women couldn't get them. Of course, we were we were left out, but all the guys got them. And I remember on that trip vividly thinking, wait a second. That means there's probably a middleman that needs to go away. Like how how did that how does that happen? Yeah. But I was, I don't know, 21, 22. And so it didn't act on it, but it was just one of those, you know, kind of subtle ideas. And then fast forward six years later, I was working at Computer RX and I was pretty young female, I would say moving up the ranks. And I started having, most of our business was independent pharmacy. So, I mean, we were dressing nice, but not, you know, we weren't rolling up in suits. And so it wasn't a huge issue until I started getting into more of the um, industry role. So I would be in meetings with significantly older individuals that were all suit and tie, you know, very typically only female. And I could not find suits. Like I just couldn't do it. So it was so for jackets, like pants were fine. A lot of women struggle with pants. I didn't struggle with pants. Couldn't find them. They're awful. Felt bad in them. Hated wearing them. And so fast forward, the reason it was 2015 is we had gone to a dinner in Atlanta and I had pulled together, I vividly remember, like I pulled together a suit and everybody knows it was like a hodgepodge dress and blazer from somewhere and it was awful. And the whole time at dinner, I was just like fidgeting and moving. It was really uncomfortable. And it was really the first time I had experienced a direct correlation with what I was wearing and how confident I felt. I think uh, growing yeah. up in the business, I almost had just a naive confidence of like, I knew the business. I knew like, I don't know, I was just always kind of offset enough. And then this moment I didn't. Um, and so that was really when it triggered. So we were flying back, for, we'd gone back to the airport after the dinner and I started sharing with my coworker, Mel, my male coworker, he's six, four former offensive lineman, like just a big, you know, big guy. So I said, I don't want to ever feel like that again. And he shared, he had very similar feelings. Um, and I thought, really? like I thought suits were, sure. you know, yeah. I, I was the victim of, Oh, suits are a dime a dozen for men. And, Really, I started to see uh, that was the trigger of how I felt affected how I showed up. It was the same for men and women. Uh, that experience essentially brought back my college experience. And I just I just couldn't stop thinking about it from that point forward. Yeah. So I started researching and I could not find anything. At the time, there was nothing custom for women. Now there's a little bit more, but okay. still pretty sparse. Um, and so I guess because I was young and dumb, I thought maybe I could do it. And here we are. Um, so yeah, the, really the goal was to fill the market for men of basically custom yeah. that wasn't thousands. There was a major hole of you could get a suit affordable or you could spend thousands and get custom. There was nothing in the middle. And then there was just really nothing on the market for women. So that's I, great. No, you have, as, as we all can tell you, you have really filled a void and uh, I for one enjoy them. Well, and I won't name, name competitors names, but before I you know was buying things from Lauren, I, obviously I was getting them from somewhere and you don't realize how terrible they are. Yeah. And there's a company that does custom suits that you can go and you can get custom suits made. And every time I got one, it was wrong, which is super frustrating yep. because that takes the entire experience out. And what is so neat about Lauren's business is that it is really more at the forefront of where retail has been headed. This is the real estate person to me coming out. Where retail's been headed a long time, it's experiential. You go in and buying clothes is an experience with William and Lauren. It's not, you didn't go to a store and grab something off a rack or, you know, so it's just a whole different. And, and if you're going to make a custom experience, the product's got to be good. It's got to be right. And the and, customer service, which you guys kill it, Arn. That's right. Yep. 
the whole, I mean, as soon as you walk into your doors, like you, you have all your pictures, you have all your, everything on display and it looks sharp yeah. and obviously your new space, you've been in there a year, no, over a year. little over a year now. Year. Yeah. Went to your, your thing. Yes. Yep. That space just really helped tie it all together for you. I mean, Back I love space. it. Lauren, part of this series is helping to encourage or inform other entrepreneurs. What's been the best part of the job? What's been the best part of being a business owner, a, a female business owner? What's something that sticks out to you? And as you think about that, what's also been the hardest? The hardest may be easier to answer. Yeah. But, but Actually, what's... I feel like the best is probably easier to answer. All right. That's fine. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think they cross. Um, especially thinking through a lens of you just said, trying to encourage people. I think the hardest part early was... I had no knowledge of anything. And in some regard, I think that's an advantage. I didn't come in it, you know, with an industry mindset, but or any preconceived ideas. Right. Yeah. Like I had been, I had worked in pharmacy software and healthcare technology. So that was the hardest early. And it still is from time to time of like, I had to really learn pattern making and sewing and suiting and tailor, like just all of the, you know, the mastery of that. Um, But I don't consider that the hardest because to me, I guess the way my mind works is, you identify that challenge and you just go find the answer. Like, I think it's anywhere you can Google it and read a book. You can, so that doesn't, I would not necessarily consider that the hardest, but I think people overlook that. Um, it was a challenge. Yeah, it was a yeah. challenge. Yeah. In hindsight, I, I've said this to a few people. If I would have known everything I had to know to, to get where I am today, I would have never started. I think we hear That's that never, a lot. Yeah. Every yeah. entrepreneur yeah. would tell you that. And I, like it was, I was glad I was just like, Oh, this can't be that hard. Like I'm glad that it was a naive, um, because I, I incrementally just stacked the knowledge, right? Like what was the first, I, I just chunked away. And then I look back now, however many years later, I'm like, I've learned a lot about something I would have never thought. So I would say the hardest thing for me is the patience. Honestly, of being a business owner, I think the pay, and I could answer that from a lot of ways. I would say early, it was the patience of that learning process, right? Of yeah. like giving myself like, you know, you hit a wall and I would just get so frustrated and the, maybe persistence is a better word than patience, but I think a lot about, and I'm sure every business owner says this, of like the the consistency of just knowing if you do the right things every day, it'll happen. And sometimes it's hard when you're looking at where you're trying to get to, to be patient, to let it yeah. unfold the right way. And then I think patience on the other side of, especially when for a while it was just me, now I've got a team, but a small team, but it's, I think there's a lot of patience as well. Of like I look through a lens of where the company should be and having patience to be like, we will get there. I struggle with that. I'm, I'm very self-critical. And I think I can think of every stage and I feel like that's the like being present and letting it happen, how it's supposed to happen is hard. I think it's getting easier because I've seen that those wins play yeah. out or I've seen that progress. I can at least remind myself of that time X and now Y is happening. But man, I think that's honestly the hardest part for me. What about the best part? Most fulfilling part was another way I was going to phrase it. Yeah. Whether it's working with your team, whether it's uh, that customer walks in who's maybe never gone through that process. Yeah, this is a hard, I, this is actually harder because I can think of so many things. Um, I mean, it's all of it. I think it's the relate, and it was honestly, I would say for me, it was very similar. Even at ComputerX, like the relationships that are developed. Like I get to meet some of the crazy, like people I would never cross paths with, and get to know their story. And truly, I mean, quite a few of them have developed friendships, like actually, you know, real outside of them being clients. Um, so for sure, the relationships. I think the growth um, for me and the team of seeing us grow like yeah. not grow money but like like individually like progression and um knowing you can master something like i don't fear anymore 
really many situations because I'm like, I mean, I figured all this out. Like, I think I'll be okay. Yeah, right. Um, so that's super fulfilling. You do um, know how to track your tailor down at his house if I needed. I could tell some stories of, those are actually, I, well, the problem solving is very fulfilling. Sometimes <laughs> it's a little creepy, some of the stories that we would share, but as painful as some of the, I think back through the years of like, you know, something goes wrong and you just, you stay up all night, so things or you track. You fly to, someone's husband's yep, suit, to them, suit to Mexico. to Mexico for a wedding. <laughs> Which I'm, I think that's probably one of your to the wedding to clarify, but true. But also, you know, for you, yeah. you are a part of so many people's special day. I mean, yeah. you are doing so many suits and for the mm-hmm. not just a groom, but the whole wedding party, where it's an experience for them to bring their groomsmen in, let them all get custom suits, and then they get to have that moment with them going forward. And that's no, I'm pretty sure one of your suits was on the cover of Brides of Oklahoma because one of my longtime family friends got married. Yes, and uh, I noticed they were on the cover. So yeah, you are absolutely an integral part of some yes. of those. Massive days. Yes, we were recently on the cover of Brides. That is correct. Um, I, and I think, you know, it's fulfilling. Like that is truly probably the most fulfilling is seeing why I started it. And, you know, it's interesting because I think I started it for that feeling of wanting to feel confident and feeling um, empowered and all of that. And I think I got so focused on just trying to solve the problem that I almost not lost sight of it but forgot my own experience until I started seeing clients have that same experience. And it retied me back to the original. But I mean, we see them from, you know, they're going through a divorce and the suits are fun, but it's, you know, people will walk out truly emotional and you're like, oh my gosh, like this is wild to see. Like it's actually changing the way they feel from, yeah, you're going through weddings, you're going through divorces, you're going through graduations, proms, job interview, career changes. Like I think that's, it truly is the most, like all the life situations and hearing from people, like I'll get clients that will you know, they'll call and just be like, I quit my job and I interview, like they just want to share the journey. Like they don't need clothes. They just we get, I get invested. I apparently get invested as well. And so I agree. That's the most rewarding is you're um, woven into the fabric of their lives. Oh, she's been holding that one. That was good. That was one. Yeah. You had that in reserve. That's clutch. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I, that's, That's I could go on about all this. There's so many areas of fulfilling that I could talk about all day. My favorite is like when I refer people, (laughs) which I do all the time. And if you aren't wearing a William and Lauren suit, you should really go check them out. But every time I refer to them, then they come back to me and they're like, oh my gosh, thank you. What a great experience. Look at this suit. They enjoy it as much as obviously I'm telling them that they are, but they all love it. So. Well, thank you. We try to deliver. Lauren, you mentioned it earlier, Catherine, maybe you mentioned it, but you've recently expanded in the last year, year and a half, uh, as far as your office space, your staff has grown. What's that process been like? I'm sure you've faced your own challenges doing that, but that's got to be an exciting time to go from, I mean, I'll use the example of you in your garage or whatever the garage quote was for you now to have this extremely nice, you know, downtown first floor space that's that really is an experience in and of itself walking in like Catherine mentioned yeah it's been a journey um a very good journey i did not start in the garage but i do have lots of things stored in the garage that's um, close. and i did so actually you know funny about space i think back and there's still clients of mine but some of the very first people i literally measured in a parking lot so you know <laughs> that's amazing it's kind of shameful my god like, why did i think that was a business but here we are and they keep coming back well people weren't doing business with anybody, they were doing business with you. Yeah. Right. And that's an experience that Catherine and I had when we were getting full sale started was people would come into our first office and they're sitting in a folding, folding chair. chair at a conference table that Scott Rice loaned us in an office with no furniture and signing up to move their money to us. I mean, it's a, it's a heavy, like, yeah. and if people will do business with you there, then you know, you've got something because then once you're at seventh and Hudson in a great space, it's really easy to buy suits from you. 
feels good. Yeah. You know, that's so. very true. Mm-hmm. You know, and it uh, continues to be humbling people support, but um, it was that they came, yeah, that they bought in a parking lot <laughs> I love that. Uh, or measured in a parking lot. I shouldn't say bought. But uh, yeah, so I would say the growth has been, um, I mean, I started, I went, I didn't go into this earlier, but I went full time in 2019. So I picked a really good time to start a professional clothing yeah. business. Um, <laughs> was it like December of 19? No, I started in uh, probably spring of 19. Uh, you had a little runway uh, there. So I had, but that was the downside is I had, I guess in some regard it was a blessing, but I had, I had enough runway that we were really starting to ramp up. I mean, it's, I think going back to my, the hardest is like that patience, like it was that it's still hard, but those early years, I mean, it's just really takes time to get your name out there and get going. And I think we're still just getting started, but man, it was a grind. And we were just really starting to get some consistent revenue, seeing some traction. And then March, 2020, we all know what happened. We don't need to go into that, but um, that could, I don't know, sure. it was probably the hardest time. But yeah. so we went through, and the reason I say it was a blessing is I was so small that I had such low overhead. I knew I would be able to weather it, but Ooh, that was hard. So coming out since COVID, obviously it's been really good growth, trying to be consistent, you know, trying to, to, to control it. So we have service, service is the priority and obviously product. So, um, yeah, moving to a space, having a team, thinking about expanding locations, we've gotten into more products. Um, yeah, I was going to have you speak on that a little bit. Cause we keep, just keep yeah. talking about suits, but you do, you do a lot more yeah. now. Yeah, we do a lot more and I wanted to do all the products early and then quickly I realized, no, you need to master one and then, you know, master and add, master and add. So the custom clothing is the core. So blazers for men and women, blazers, suits, pants, jackets, shirts, jackets, meaning overcoats, winter coats, different blouses for women now, skirts, dresses. So like we've started to expand scarves. Uh, we do some accessories and that was actually a COVID. Uh, one of them is on in the room. Got a nice <laughs> scissor tail scarf. It's, that very, was a COVID. it's very lovely, Tyler. Very, the scarf yeah. lovely. Your scarf is lovely. It brings out your eyes. <laughs> okay. Tyler, We're going to start videoing the, these. Yeah. I'm going to need some video proof. Um, but yeah, really out of COVID, I would have never thought we would get into accessories and now it's become, I would say more, curated or niche is what we've mm-hmm. we've gone through like what works and what doesn't but really through covid i had a lot of free time and you know you start kind of like thinking of every idea possible so we ended up starting with oklahoma city university um and we did a partnership with their alumni office to do ties scarves uh socks like some just accessories for some higher end accessories that were branded and then that's expanded into uco and then um potentially some other universities coming down the pipe. And from that, I have started partnering with, uh, like we did a partnership with the Oklahoma City Ballet. And uh, so it's just been a little aspect of the market I would have never thought we would get into. Um, that's been, I love it more because it's community. Um, I mean, it's a nice aspect, but I love that it's really connected us more to the community and helping around like donors and alumni. And I would say that's really where we're staying. I mean, it takes some discipline to not try to do everything, but that's, yeah, we've grown well. It's been fun. And having a team is the best part. I I didn't. I'm not meant to work alone. How big is your team now? Uh, there's four of us. Four full of you? Time. Yeah, four okay. of us full time. Then we got two contractors that okay. do some yeah work for us. But yeah, working by myself was um, not for you. Not for me. But I knew I was doing it for a while. Yeah, I need people, which is great. I mean, that's one of the main goals behind being an entrepreneur. Is you get to help these uh, you know individuals. One thing Bailey uh, talked about when we did her at the Hum podcast um, was she all of a sudden had interns and she got to influence and speak into these interns and these girls. Yeah. And so, no, I think that's great. Lauren, as we wrap up here, uh, we kind of hit on it, but, and again, you don't have to say names and I'm sure there's a thousand of your favorite clients. Three of us are sitting right here, but outside <laughs> of us, you know, you mentioned the stories you do here. Are there any that were more impactful than others or one that really stuck out to you? Maybe 
the, those first few suits you sold and you got some feedback on or did that look good, feel good mentality that you got to mm-hmm. hear about anything as you think back over the years, it sticks out. You know, it's hard because there's so many of them. Like in some regard, the reason I say it's the most fulfilling is it's what seems like the everyday mundane client has an aspect of that. So like some of the ones that come to mind, these scenarios will happen multiple times. Sure. Some of the situations, like I've mentioned the divorce, I mentioned, you know, a client that was going through transition, team celebrations, like we've done some events and this is obviously not necessarily the look good, feel good. Like we've had teams come in when they hit a big goal and they'll, all do suits together and like just to be part of that's fun you know there's just day in and day out like so the celebrations and the journey um i can't think of just one honestly then i'd say on the other side the ones that stick out are i don't even know if i would say early because they still happen like i don't i hope i'll never take them for granted but the people that would just like i'll never forget specifically with women i started with men it took me a couple years to add women to the market and i had i think she'll know who she is if she listened to this but i had a female i had never met her so there was not it wasn't a friend or a one of those people that just has to support you um and she i kept telling her i'm not ready yet like we're not ready and she basically pushed me of like take my credit card this is what i want and she was like i'm not expecting perfection and i think she was one that really helped push me out of like it was good it was a good product but like it's humbling how many people would give me their money and support me <laughs> Um, and sure. I think I think those are the ones like the early days, you know, it started with my network of people that knew me, family. Um, and it was when I think people started coming in that had no really the only reason I knew them was William and Lauren. Those really stick out because I think they every time I would hit a season of doubt and this still, you know, like or a season of maybe questions not the right word, but those those every entrepreneur knows the ups and downs. Somebody seems to come in and remind me or encourage me or um, and it's like, hmm. I appreciate that. So those all stand out as well. Like That's those kind great. of pivotal moments. No, I appreciate you sharing. As we wrap up here, Catherine Scott, is there anything that we haven't hit on or your questions you guys had for Lauren? No, I think I'll just say, I'll just add, it's interesting. You know, our business and Lauren's business are very different, but in a lot of respects, they're very similar. They're rooted in relationships and providing exceptional service and creating an experience for people and being accountable to people and, you know, delivering a product, so to speak. And like, I think, as Lauren talks about her clients and the things she's experienced, it's we're close to full sales anniversary. We're almost yep. five years yeah. old here. And it's fun to think about the context of that because that's what makes what we do so special. Um, watching people uh, go through their own journey like Lauren and trying to support them and encourage them and see them and all that. Uh, it's, it's a ton of fun. And certainly watching Lauren has been a blast. Uh, the first time that I went and got fitted for a suit with Lauren, she was in the treasury. Um, and then I got to be there when she was moving into her office on Hudson. And that's a fun thing to experience. Yeah. That's the best part of what we get to do. Uh, and certainly when you enjoy somebody like uh, like Lauren, it's more fun to watch. Um, so I've enjoyed it and I'm thrilled for your success and I'll continue to support you for sure. So, Well, thank you. Catherine, anything? No, I just want to say I'm always going to be your cheerleader. <laughs> I mean, it's just been fun watching her. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and I think, you know, you said the people who just come off the streets or who don't have any true connection with you, the reason they keep coming back and the reason they're so thrilled is because of you. I mean, you are William and Lauren, you're the relationship, you're the one that they feel that connection to. And the rest of your staff that you've brought on has been amazing as well. And they continue to exude that same customer service and give that same experience and make everybody's, whether it's their first time or their eighth time coming to you for a suit, each time still feels special and it's an experience. That's what we want. Thank you. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for what you do. We uh, are thrilled again for your success. I uh, wish you all the best moving forward. We'll do this again in a couple of years and get an update on all the multiple locations you have across cities and states, maybe. 
We'll see. see. (laughs) I mean, I was sharing your website, RNA tour in Barcelona to multiple people screenshotting it and then texting it to them of like, listen, if you know anybody that needs a suit, here you go. You might have to rein Catherine in, but other than that, (laughs) yeah. Well, I will say we do already have clients all over the US, so. Oh, no doubt. I mean, DC, anybody listening, feel free to hit her up for a suit. We can, uh, Obviously, our core is Oklahoma City, Tulsa, obviously Oklahoma, the state of Oklahoma. Um, But we do have a pretty good, I mean, we've got clients and so with women, we ship, I would say it's more women. We do have men all over as well. But with women, like we ship stuff to Seattle, Florida, Denver. That's great. um, LA, DC. Because that's one thing you picked up. I think during COVID was the being able to help measure them like virtually. Yeah, we definitely do. I mean, the most of it's in person, uh, but yeah, we absolutely, we've done some wedding parties where groomsmen's, you know, one groomsman lives in yeah. who knows where. Um, so we kind of had dabbled in the virtual mm-hmm. and then yeah, COVID helped with that. So we can, we can help anyone anywhere in the US. I love it. Yeah. If you're interested, go visit Lauren's website. We'll put a link in the show notes uh, to it. But Lauren, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Have a great rest of the week. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's conversation, don't forget to review and subscribe through your preferred podcast platform. Have a great week. All opinions expressed by the host and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Full Sail Capital. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Clients of Full Sail may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast.